Hello there, this is Ed McCarty. Welcome to Hoofing It Podcast with everything horses and livestock. Hey everybody, it's Jan and Melissa. Who do we have with us today, Melissa? Well, Jana, we ha- we have Dalton Bruton, and Dalton is with Cool Ran- Horse Ranch. And um, Dalton, I noticed the name of the ranch is spelled K-U-E-L. That is a, a unique way to spell cool. <laughs> did you guys, uh, where did that come from? I don't rightly know the story on that one. That was my uh, mother's thing, I think. Oh, was it? <laughs> Us mothers come up with some cool stuff, yeah, don't we? We do. <laughs> we do. So, Dalton, I, we asked you to come here today and talk about something that happened to you in May. You had a life-threatening experience on your ranch. Um, but before you t- you we go into that, and you, before you tell your story, can you give us a little bit of background on your your horse experience history? So. You know, how long have you worked around horses? Um, as far as how long I've been working around horses, I was born into it, so my entire life. Awesome. Well, what kind of things, what skills did you use with the horses? What what kind of events did you do? Those, those kind of things. I like, I, I ride English and Western. I've done a little bit of uh, reining cow horse stuff. I've done some stuff with the POAs. I used to show with the quarter horses. So you have a lot and, of experience. When I first started, I was uh, doing the miniature horses as well. Oh, fun. So you have, like I said, you have a lot of experience with horses. I'm just trying to get, um, you know, your background a little bit of, about how much knowledge you have about horses because that's that's key to, the, to your story because you've been around them your whole life. And you were you've been training them too, right? I think I read that somewhere that you you yes. trained them. Yeah, I start colts for people and myself, and I do it for a little little bit of money. Okay, so now tell us what happened on that day in May. Well, we were trying to get blood pulled for checking Coggins on one of the brood mares that we were actually planning on selling. She was being particularly hard to catch. I guess a good part of it was she was actually one of them that I started, and I was a little bit too comfortable with her. I see. So what happened? Well, by the time it actually came to the happenings, my father was at her head trying to get a halter around her, and she was starting to back up just a little bit, and I could see that she was about to pull away and get out of his hands. So I touched her on the butt to show that I was there and ready to stop her. And she decided in that moment that I needed to die and double-barreled me. You know, and and all of us do things like that, you know, mm-hmm. with... Uh, I, I've done it a lot, is to step up uh, one of our, you know, kids that we help uh, all step up with and... Touched, and you don't think about that because you think that they know where you're at, don't, right? Don't you? Mm-hmm. Right. And so she kicked you. Did she knock you out? Kind of. Right after the kick, I had said some words that I guess I probably shouldn't repeat here. Okay. <laughs> I fell to the ground, and then I recall trying to get back up because all I thought she had done to me was knock the breath out of me, which was in fact not the case. I was trying to get up, saying nothing's broke. And then I fell back down, and I was told that after that, my father had gotten over to start CPR. Okay. Your dad's with you today? Right now, yes. Okay. So, everyone, Phillip's with um, Dalton. And, Philip, 
can you kind of jump in here real quick and and just kind of tell us what you know what from your point of view what happened right there so you ran over and started doing cpr right away yeah actually he uh yeah he kind of passed out on the ground and by the time i turned around he was already down but his actions were pretty obvious that he'd been kicked in the chest and to be real honest i kind of panicked and when he went out assumed he had a heart issue uh started some chest compressions probably did about 10 and stopped to actually, you know, the panic kind of cleared up just a little bit, stopped to see if he was actually breathing or anything. At that moment, he actually kind of came back to, laid there for a moment, set up, and I started to tell him to sit there for a minute, and that's when he jumped up to stand, and he made it about three-fourths of the way to standing, collapsed again, and was pretty much out cold there for until we actually had him in town. When I hollered uh, initially for my wife to uh, call 911, when I started the chest compressions, she had uh, made the call, cleared the horses out of the pen, moved the vehicle up close. So we made the decision to uh, put him in the car and drive him in ourselves. Uh, it's a 25 mile drive and I got two stoplights me in the hospital decided that we'd probably be faster getting him there than the ambulance would mm-hmm. find him on the way to the hospital he actually came to started talking uh had some complaints that he couldn't see couldn't feel his legs got him into the hospital and they moved him into their trauma room for it's it's a fairly small hospital uh minimal equipment as you know mm-hmm. maintaining that stuff's kind of expensive so they don't have a whole lot of of the high-end equipment and i guess you remember much from the hospital i remember the needle the (laughs) the giant needle hey melissa let's take a quick break thank you for joining us today our podcast is sponsored by better equine and clinch realty with janet turney and And now now we're back so i guess i have to explain to you kind of what happened to the hospital right he uh i guess we're fortunate uh don't know a whole lot about the the attending physician that night, but kind of from the conversations with him, I'm going to make some assumptions that he's a fairly well-educated trauma surgeon, fairly young individual for a surgeon mm-hmm. that uh, is probably working one of these rural locations to help pay off student loans. So we actually had a, a very well-educated uh, physician in there that evening. Uh, diagnosed what his problems were right away, called for uh, an air med flight to get him to Wichita, had all that set up fairly fairly shortly. You know, obviously, I, I guess uh, we hadn't talked about what he actually got diagnosed with. Uh, was diagnosed with cardiac tamponade, which is basically he had a massive bleed around his heart. So in the pericardial space between the heart and the pericardium, uh, we had a significant amount of blood accumulation we're kind of going through some decision making flight crew arrives to transport him to wichita and they're really nervous about putting him on the plane they're afraid he won't uh, survive right so you guys had to make a real tough decision at this point because he really had a risk i mean it was really risky for him to stay there they weren't equipped to help him and you could have lost him there and then um they communicated to you that he could be you could lose him in the flight right is that correct okay i didn't want to miss so we have a surgeon capable of the surgery but the facility doesn't have 
you know, if nothing goes absolutely perfect, the facility doesn't have anything to help rescue him. Not sure exactly what conversations went on outside after several minutes. They, he talked about the, the giant needle. They tried, uh, you know, doing a needle aspiration of, of the blood around his heart. Unsuccessful, kind of like we expected because the blood was clotted. But at any rate, they made the decision to put him on the flight, got him to Wichita. And you flew with him, correct? Yes, I was on the flight with him. I can't even imagine how that felt. Can't even imagine. How Actually, scary. the flight was pretty good because, you know, although the numbers on the monitors and stuff, we're looking worse physically looking at him. He was actually probably more alert and functioning than he was on the car ride in. Wow. Good. That's good. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, that, I mean, that's encouraging because <laughs> that would be terrifying. I'd be terrified. So you guys made it to the hospital. How long did it take you to get to the hospital? I think he got kicked right before nine o'clock. And by the time we did our stuff, made the trip in emergency room, all that stuff, it was like uh, Two or two thirty when we actually landed in Wichita and rolled in the front door of the hospital. And they took him in right away to surgery. He was probably fifteen minutes from rolling in the front door to rolling towards surgery. They had actually evacuated the blood around his heart probably about thirty minutes after we rolled through the door. Wow! What an efficient! It's it's yeah. amazing what uh, what they can do. So, and yeah, it's just fascinating that things can be done that quickly. Okay, so now that we're in the present, so how long did he stay in the hospital, and then what has happened since he's been home? I stayed in the hospital about six days after they released me to come back. We got back home, and the first thing I decided to try to do was feed my horse. Of course. (laughs) That's what I would want to do, (laughs) get out there and Mm -hmm. live again. My mother wasn't real happy about that. (laughs) I don't imagine so. So you tried to take care of your horse and that didn't go well? The the actual taking care of the horse went quite pleasantly. Part of his discharge instructions was to stay out of the barn and stay away from the horses for at least 30 days. (laughs) Oh, so So we had a consequence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I understand now. You've had bed rest. Are you back at it or are you still resting? how's, How's things today? Technically, I'm still supposed to be resting, but in about two days, I finally get released to ride again all right you're on your way back to your life what has come in in your life um dalton what do you think this to me this is a life-changing you're like a miracle walking right so how how do you what what did you get out of this what do you think about all of it what do you want to pass on to others yeah it can be very easy to get too comfortable When working with pretty much animals of any kind, you have to remember that they have their own brains and they can be just as unpredictable as people can be. You're right. We all get too comfortable. I just did it the other day, Dalton, and I knew I had this interview and I was thinking about you. And I thought, yeah, I got to be careful, too. So I did the very same thing you did. I walked up and patted a horse without even thinking about it. So I I appreciate you sharing that with us. And you guys have a fundraiser going on too, right? Trying to get, you know, some help for your medical bills. So where where can they go to help with that if they they choose to do so? So a scout friend of ours uh, that set up the GoFundMe initially. Okay. Denny's got some uh, links on her uh, Facebook page. You can probably steal from her there. Okay, we'll we'll post that with this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, the uh, and 
to to be real honest, it's 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 looking like GoFundMe is probably going to cover what we've got. Oh, uh, that's wonderful! Well, congratulations. The, uh, the add-on to that is uh, while we were in Wichita, uh, had always heard about Ronald McDonald House and had never, you know, really understood. They were amazing. Uh, the one there in Wichita is right across the street from the hospital, so easy access to uh, kids in the pediatric ward. You can walk across right there. You're available. Uh, they provided a room for us to stay in, uh, similar to a hotel room. Uh, meals were available. It, it, it's a huge, huge stress relief to have services like that available. So anything that's left over from the GoFundMe after we... Uh, cover the uh, expenses from that that's our part of it after uh, insurance uh, we're going to donate back to uh, that uh, Ronald McDonald house oh that's great that's very gracious Uh, I have a couple questions before we go Um, Uh, so uh, I I was reading a little bio on you and uh, it it stated here that you earned the nickname Tweety Bird. <laughs> I've got to know the story on this. That comes from my habit of singing everywhere. <laughs> How cute. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is. And, and you do, um, you know, besides being very gracious, uh, you just said that um, helping Ronald McDonald... It sounds like you have a, a long history of, of helping others. You uh, love community service. Um, it, it was talking about baking cookies for the Christmas and, um, you know, being in uh, scouts and different things. So um, yeah. that, that's also a, a big passion. And, and you're an actor, uh, also. You've done some acting in uh, the community theater. Yes, yes, the uh, Guyman Community Theater. I do enjoy going over there and doing whatever plays or musicals they got going on over there. That's so amazing. Yeah, uh, a lot of good, a lot of good, good things you're doing there. Yeah. So. And you know, you got a plan. You know, I know um, God's got a plan for you. So it'll be interesting to see how this journey takes you. Um, and you know. Um, Philip, I appreciate you jumping in and helping us out with the story. And um, as a father, you know, that was a traumatic thing for you to go through. No parent wants to ever do that. Is there anything that came out of this, you know, for you? I have a hard time, uh, any huge change, uh, just the way I process things. To to be real honest, it was a little nerve-wracking driving back that same route to work work the following morning. But uh, I guess, you know, I just continue to appreciate the time that we have together oh yeah that's great yeah well thank you both very much for joining us today we wish you guys all the best thank you guys very much have a wonderful day all right thank you for having us subscribe with us to follow our podcast and please provide a review we appreciate your positive feedback which enables us to provide our free podcast to you you can find links to the website at ehalnews.com Music provided by Ed Mahan. Copyrights by Everything Horses and Livestock.